Oh, me. Well, it has been an awesome day. We had a great service at 645 this morning to kick, kick everything off. And we're so glad that you guys are here as well. We want to welcome you. Those of you who are visiting with us, some of you may be here with family and friends, or maybe you're just visiting with us from the community. And again, we're just so glad to have you today. I want to begin by telling one of my favorite stories. It's a story about a guy whose wife passed away, and they had her funeral, and the pallbearers picked up her casket, and they started walking down a path to take her to where she was to be buried. But as they were walking down the path, one of the pallbearers tripped over a rock, and all the pallbearers ended up dropping the casket, her body falling out, and the woman actually came back to life. She was revived. In fact, she lived for another three years before she passed away once again. And after she passed away, they had another funeral. And those same, bear, those same pallbearers, after the funeral was over, they picked up her casket and they began walking down that same path and they got to that same place to where the woman was revived and the husband immediately shouted, Don't trip over that rock. I would say that he probably wasn't that excited about his wife rising from the grave or coming back to life. But let me say this this morning. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from. Every single one of us should be excited. We should celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And what I want to do this morning is I want to share with you some reasons why. And I want to begin by asking you a question that I want you to really think about. What would you do if you won the lottery? Think about that question just for a few minutes. What would you do if you won the lottery? I think most people, most people would do two things. First of all, they would pay off all of their debt. They would pay off their house, they would pay off their car, they would pay off their boat, they would pay off their credit cards, they would pay off their student loans, they would, they would pay off all their debt. How, how many of you would do that if you won the lottery? You would pay off all your debt. Okay, several of you would. And then I think after we paid off our debt, I think all of us would probably admit we would then go out and buy something new. Right? I mean, we just won the lottery. We, we might buy a new home. We might buy a new car. We might go out and even find a plastic surgeon who would give us a new look. Right? But, but we would go out and, and we would buy something new. Well, here's the deal. What's true for most financially in life, in other words, what we want financially in life is true for most spiritually. Deep down, I think most of us would like to have all our moral debt paid. All of our sin debt paid. And then, I think we would also admit that we would like to become something new. 
How many of you would like to make some changes to your life? How, how many of you would like to be something new? Well, look with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 this morning. This is going to be our key passage that we're going to look at today. I love this verse. Paul writes, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Now, we're going to read this again. And this time, when we get to the word anyone, what I want you to do is I want you to say your name out loud. Okay? Therefore, if... Slate is in Christ. He is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Listen, I'm going to share with you this morning the greatest news of all time. And that is this. God's perfect Son came to this earth. He died on a cross. He was buried in a tomb. And he rose from the grave never to die again so that you and I could have our sin, so that we could have our moral debt paid in full. But also so that we could be a new person. You see, Jesus didn't rise from the grave to make you weird. He didn't rise from the grave to make you crazy. Jesus Christ rose from the grave so that you could become a new you, a new person, a new creation. But here's the problem for most of us. When we look in the mirror, typically we don't like what we see at times. Because when we think about what we see in the mirror, oftentimes we're reminded of our past. We're reminded of the things that we've done in the past. And, and so here's the question this morning. As you look in the mirror, as you look at yourself, what does the mirror say? What's your story? I heard about a guy who was looking in the mirror one night. And he said, honey, he said, I, I really just don't like what I see. He said, I'm old and I'm fat and I'm ugly. And I mean, you could just tell he was really down on himself. He was really depressed. And, and so he said to his wife, he said, I could really use some encouraging words about now. And his wife looked at him and she said, well, she said, your eyesight seems to be really good. <laughs> you know, the truth is, when some of us look in the mirror, as we look at ourselves, we look at our past, we look at our previous mistakes, we look at the bad choices that we've made, and we're, we're tempted at times to allow that to define us. We're tempted to think, that's just who I am. If you got a piece of paper, you may want to jot this down. If you don't have a piece of paper and pen, then at least download this into your mind. And that is this. Sin has consequences. In fact, I'll tell you something that you probably won't hear from most preachers, but it's very true. Sin is fun. Right? 
Sin is fun. That's why we're attracted to it. But how many of us will admit that that fun only lasts for a season? Right? And, and then there's side effects. There's, there's all these terrible consequences that come with it. And it always happens. Now, some of you may be thinking, well, Slade, I'm living in sin right now, and you know, I'm really not dealing with any, any consequences. I mean, you know, my life is going great. And what I would say to you this morning is just give it time. Trust me, from someone who knows from experience... Just give it time and the consequences will come. And one of those consequences is when we look at our past, when we look at who we are in the mirror, we say, that's who I am. That's my identity. That's who I have become. I've been a minister for some 25 years and I've talked to a lot of people. And I would say that the number one sin that people deal with that they very much regret is sexual sin. Whether it be fornication or it's adultery. For others, it's addiction. You know, maybe it's pain medicine or maybe it's alcohol. Or maybe it's coke or meth or, or maybe it's pornography. And, and oftentimes, again, we're tempted to look in the mirror and, and maybe we're even to the point to where we're ready to break free from that. But we look in the mirror and we say, no, that's, that's just who I am. That's who I've become. For others of you, you may look at your life and you may see bitterness. That's controlled you. Someone has hurt you. Someone has wounded you. Someone has betrayed you. And, and you have people who are saying, look, you just need to forgive. You just need to let it go. But, but you can't. Man, that bitterness has a hold of your life. Or maybe you're tempted to think, I'm a failure. You've failed Maybe in business or maybe you've failed in some relationship. And, and so when you look in the mirror, you think that's, that's who I am. I'm just a failure. Or, or maybe you've lied and, and so you think, you know, I'm, I'm just a, a liar. Or, or maybe you've lost it with a coworker, or you've lost it with a spouse or you've lost it with your kids. And, and you're like, man, I'm, I'm just an angry person. That's who I am. That's, that's my identity. And, and then there may be some of you, and, and you're looking over this list, and you're thinking to yourself, well, really, I don't struggle with any, any of those things, Slate. I mean, I must be a pretty awesome person. And if that's you, your struggle is pride. And let me remind you, that's one of the worst sins of all. In fact, that was the, the very thing that got Satan himself kicked out of heaven, and that's one of the things that will keep us from having a relationship with God like we should. And so we look at this, we look in the mirror and we're tempted to say, this is who I am. 
We're tempted to let these things define us. We're, we're tempted to think, man, this was me in the past, and so this must be me in the future. Or this was my history, and so this must be my destiny. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, again, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, Therefore, if who, church? If anyone is in Christ, he is a what? A new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Now, that word anyone there is a very interesting word. It means everyone. That includes you. That includes me. That includes her. That includes him. That includes everyone if if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation because of what Jesus has done for us. He makes us a new person. When you are in Christ, your sin debt has been paid in full. Now, some of you may be thinking right now, well, Slade, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in Christ. In fact, I've, I've never given my life to Jesus. Listen, the only way that all those things go away is if we are in Christ. Now, I know that there are some who are, who are tempted uh, to look in the mirror and they don't like what they see, and, and so they think to themselves, well, I'll just do more good in my life. I'll, I'll just do, you know, better things. You know, I'll give to this and I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll serve and I'll try and redefine and outweigh all the bad that I've done. And some of you may even look at yourself and think, you know, I'm, I'm not that bad of a person. I mean, I've never murdered anybody. And, and I pay my taxes and, you know, I give once a month to a kid in a third world country. And, and I'm constantly, you know, reaching out to help my neighbor. And, and I, you know, Slate, I, I'm, I'm a pretty good person. Isaiah chapter 6, or Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6 says that we are all infected and impure with sin. When we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but white church. Filthy rags. Now, notice what it says. We're all infected and impure with sin. In fact, here's what I want you to do this morning. I want you to turn to the people around you, and I want you to say to them very clearly, you are a sinner. How did that feel? Did that feel pretty good? Yeah? Now, I want you to do something else. It's probably not going to feel as good. I want you to turn to those around you, and I want you to say, I am a sinner. Yeah, that one's not as easy, right? That one's not as fun. But it's the truth. In fact, the Bible says that our righteous deeds are like filthy rags. And I think filthy rags there is really a weak translation. I, I'm, I'm not going to go into the full explanation of what that means, but just know when it says fil 
filthy rags. It's talking about something disgusting. It's talking about something nasty. And notice it doesn't say that our unrighteous deeds are like filthy rags. I mean, we can understand that, right? We would agree with that, but that's not what the Bible says. It says that even our righteous acts, our righteous deeds are like filthy rags before God. But this is what a lot of, pe- this is what a lot of people are tempted to do. I'm just going to start doing more righteous acts in my life. And I'm going to try and erase all of that stuff on the mirror. I'm going to start trying to to do away with my sin by by going to church more and and studying my Bible more and and praying more and and giving more and, and serving more. And you know what that's called? Religion. Religion is based on what you do. And the sad truth is this. There is nothing you can do to take away that sin. Jesus had some of his strongest comments for the religious people of his day, the Pharisees. In Matthew chapter 23, verse 7 He refers to them as whitewashed tombs. And some of you may say, well, Slate, what what did he mean by that? Well, you know, you can take a tomb and you can plant flowers around it. You can repaint it. You can take some soap and water and you can clean that tomb up on the outside. But here's what doesn't change. It is still full of dead men's bones. On the inside. And that's the point that Jesus is trying to get across. He says, that's what you're like. That's religion. You can go to church every weekend. You can go to both both services like I've done this morning. But you know what that gets me? Going to both services? Nothing. Because of my evil choices, I'm a mess. I'm filthy unless I am in Christ. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, He says, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. In other words, what Jesus is saying here is watch out for those people who say, Man, me and Jesus were like this. Me and Jesus were close. Me and Jesus were best friends. And then He goes on to say in verse 22, He says, on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. And we cast out demons in your name. And we performed many miracles in your name. In other words, Jesus, we did many good things in your name. But those are like filthy rags, right? But Jesus, I was so religious. I did all of those things in your name. And Jesus says in verse 23, He says, I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you evildoers. Isn't that interesting? Evildoers who did good. Evildoers who went to church. But they were not a part 
of God's kingdom. Listen, you and I can't do anything about all the things that we talked about in the mirror. We can't do anything about our sin. That takes an empty tomb. Our sin is what put Jesus on the cross. That's why Jesus had to come to this earth and live the perfect life because you and I, we couldn't. And he sacrificed himself to pay off our debt so that we could be a new person. You see, the love and the grace of God isn't something that we achieve. It's something that we receive. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 again. Therefore, if anyone is, why church? In Christ, not in church. doesn't say in, involved in serving others, but in Christ. He is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has The Bible says in Romans chapter 5 verse 8, which is one of my favorite passages, but God demonstrates His own love for us while we were, what church? Still sinners, while we were still a mess. Jesus came and He died for us. Listen, over 2,000 years ago, divinity entered humanity. Jesus came and was born of a virgin in Bethlehem. And He grew up and He lived a perfect, sinless life. And at the age of 30, He began His public ministry by being baptized in the Jordan River by His cousin John. And His teaching and His miracles were amazing. He healed the sick and He calmed the storms and and He walked on water. And people who didn't even like church liked Jesus. Because he included the excluded. Because he welcomed messy people. But the religious people of his day, the Pharisees, they didn't like Jesus because he wasn't impressed with their good works. And they couldn't see God's work in him. And so they bribed one of his disciples. They bribed Judas and he betrayed Jesus. And Jesus was arrested and he was put on trial where he was mocked and he was beaten and he was slapped in the face. And they nailed him to a cross on Friday where he hung for six hours bleeding. And as it came to his final breath, he didn't say, I'm finished. He said, it is finished. As Mark pointed out, as we were gathered around the Lord's table this morning, He paid in full the price for our sin. And they took Him off the cross and they put Him in a borrowed tomb, which I think is awesome because He didn't need it very long. And on the third day, the stone was rolled away and the angel said, He's not here. He's risen. 
And the reason the stone was rolled away was not so Jesus could get out, but so you and I could get in. So that you and I could be made into new creation. So that you and I could be changed. So that all the old that we often reflect in in our lives is broken. You can be a new you because of Jesus. But here's a question I want to leave you with this morning. Has that happened in your life? Have you been made new in Jesus? Have you given your life to Jesus? Are you in Jesus? You know, in John chapter 1, verses... John chapter 1, uh, verses 12 through 13, it says, Yet to all... In other words, everybody, anybody who did receive Him, to those who believe in His name, He gave. Notice, He gave. We didn't earn it. He gave it. He gave the right to become children of God. And so this morning, have you put your faith in Jesus? Also in Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 through 27, it says, So in Christ you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized, where church? Into Christ have what? Have clothed yourselves in Christ. Have you put on Christ in baptism? through faith, believing that He is your Savior, the only one who can save you through the power of His blood, have you put on Christ? Are you in Christ? Because listen, all those things that we often think about that we've done in the past, there is nothing we can do through our own power, through our own goodness, to have those things removed and taken away. That only comes through Jesus. And this morning, if you need to give your life to Jesus, if you'd like to know more about baptism, if you would like to, to know more about how you can strengthen your faith in Him, we would love to talk to you about that. Or, or if there's something that we can pray for you about, it may be that as a Christian, you're struggling spiritually. Maybe you're, you're going back to the dumpster and those things that you once put off, those old things that you put off when you came to Christ, maybe Satan has tempted you into getting those things out and, and putting them back on again. And it may be that you need prayers for, for strength that God would help you to continue to live free from sin in Him. Whatever the case may be, if you need to respond, once you come together, we stand and sing.